Happy New Year, everyone. I figure I get it in before it gets kind of weird. You know what I mean? You don't want to be that person that says Happy New Year when it's March. Another episode of Local Sod on Netflix, your show, where I get to go in the back library of Netflix original series and TV shows and all those stuff and movies and just chat about them with you. It's not a review show in the most traditional sense. If you know that by now, then uh, <laughs> thanks for rocking with me. Thanks to everyone around the world that's made this the uh, more popular show that I run. Here's the deal. There's not so often anymore, but there was a time when a movie being released on Netflix was a huge deal. Every drop was like a, a shot into the zeitgeist. Everyone wanted to see it and talked about it for weeks. The parodies came out for months, and it was a thing. And even though this, the streaming world has fractured quite a bit, and that kind of must-watch gets spread out on many streaming services, when Netflix has one that makes everyone go, dang, it's always good. Today's episode, we're talking about Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. And Knives Out was a fun mystery and a movie that struck a lot of people for a bunch of reasons. For one, it was kind of like a throwback to the mid-budget adult-ish films. I don't say adult films, but a film for grown-ups where it wasn't big special effects. There wasn't really big superheroes. It wasn't made for teenagers. It really was for a sophisticated audience uh, with a bit of whimsy, kind of like an Agatha Christie movie. And for a lot of people, that was the last movie they saw in the theaters before the pandemic. And it was, well, not for me personally, I saw Sonic the Hedgehog like a month before, but it was kind of like the one that stuck with a lot of people. And so when Knives Out had a sequel called The Glass Onion, and it was only going to have one week or two weeks of a theatrical run, so it qualifies for awards, people kind of flocked out to go see it. And the consensus was by Netflix just pulling it from theaters and dropping it on Netflix and leaving a lot of money to be had on the table. Now, I mentioned the pandemic, and this one glass on here really bases things around the pandemic. It starts off in those, what I call the Tiger King era, uh, that era between March and May, where we all thought that it was going to be a six-week sleepaway summer camp before it became the global fallout that it was. But that I think is where the differences kind of end. Glass Onion, much like its predecessor, Knives Out, is a fun mystery, sometimes taught or even overwrought at some places, featuring the Daniel Craig character, Benoit Blanc. And I'm not sure if you were a big fan of Foghorn Leghorn as I was growing up, but seeing that southern drawl from an Englishman will never stop being old. And of course, we always ask about actors who don the 007 of James Bond, what's next for them? And Daniel Craig can do Benoit Blanc mysteries until he's old and gray. I think they work. I think they're fun. And it has just the right about a whimsy. So Glass Onion is on this private island that also features a Glass Onion. And it features a lot of celebrities uh, cameos. I think once that first movie came out, it was kind of like you had to get in that business. And seeing Ed Norton or Janelle Monet was always kind of fun. Even a cameo by Louis Guzman shows you that the, the stakes have been risen a bit. Ryan Johnson, who's uh, more known on the uh, mainstream level as being part of the Star Wars universe, does a really good job here of making it a fun afternoon kind of Agatha Christie mystery. I kind of mentioned that before, but it kind of just hits. It's like yeah, there's swearing. Yeah, there's like um, adult themes, but the way there's twists and turns and everything, it just seems kind of whimsical. That's the word I keep coming back to. It isn't a hard-boiled mystery, to say the least, and it plays fair. 
And I think that's the most important thing about a mystery these days is playing fair. You have the clues out there. You can follow along if you like. Um, but if nothing comes out of the ordinary like, aha, surprise, it was a flying pterodactyl that did it. <laughs> you know, it definitely plays within the world. IMDb gives it a 7.2 out of 10. And Rotten Tomatoes gives it 92% certified fresh. And I think a lot of it comes down to the placement of the, the movie coming out in the wintertime and the droves of the holiday season, but coming with a kind of take the family out and have them decide what's the who's the killer and what's next is kind of a fun adventure to put everyone on. And it's not too intense, so even grandma would love it. And there's a lot of think pieces about the themes and all that, but for me, for my money's worth, uh, Janelle Monet stands out as Andy Brand, uh, one of the uh, major characters in this group of friends that are on this island on Glass Onion Weekend, and Daniel Craig can be that southern drawl gentleman uh, for whatever purpose uh, he would like, because it's just fun to listen to, it's fun to, to be in his mind, and a very post-Sherlock world where we have that kind of trope in the movies where the, the genius sits there and explains everything and everyone's around and impressed. It's kind of refreshing how sometimes that happens in this movie and other times uh, characters are like, get on with it, Benoit, or like, oh my gosh, the theatrics, come on. <laughs> Which is awesome, it kind of makes it uh, ironically grounded. Glass Onion, 7.2 my IMDb, 92% from Rotten Tomatoes, for my money, I kind of enjoy the original just a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to split the difference and say it's about an 8 out of 10 for me, but that's not a bad rating at all. If you can stand the language, meaning more the prudish grandmas or great-grandmas probably won't enjoy it as much because you know, there is a murder and there is adult language and themes and uh, Batista's character, Duke, you know, is seen as a chauvinistic uh, woman-hater, quote-unquote. Uh, but if you can get past all of that, the, the, it's a fun time. It's a fun time. It's a fun night out. Grab a couple glasses of wine. Uh, if you're in that segment, that 30 to 45-year-old segment, you can have a grand old time um, I have to agree. I think I would have enjoyed this just a little bit more in the theater. I saw this on Netflix, so I can understand the sentiment of, of the people thinking that they pulled this show out too early from theaters, but it's not a bad time. That is it for me in this edition of Flobos on Netflix. What do you think of the movie? Let me know in the comments below. We'll be back with another one very quickly. Happy New Year, as I said before, and hopefully 2023 will get you some of that prosperity. <laughs> Goodbye.